Hello, and welcome to another episode of Let's Talk Real Estate, where buyers and sellers gain insight into what it takes to succeed in today's market. My name is Keelan McKamey. I'm the managing broker owner of Peak Realty, and this is Jen Allen. We are going to talk to you today about what? The exclusive right to sell listing contract. Okay. Everybody in Colorado has the same one. There's so many things to talk about. With when, when we're talking about doing a listing consultation with a seller, we're only going to really talk about just one little form today. So um, one of many things, but we're just going to focus on the employment agreement, the agreement to hire your listing agent. Yes. So love it. All right. And it's really not that, it's not a big form. It's only 10 pages. <laughs> it's only like, 10 it's pages. It's only 10 pages. Of legal jargon. Legal jargon. But let's highlight some of the most important things that they should be aware of before they sign. Absolutely. You're going to, this is, if you're going to hire an agent, you should know what, what's in the agreement. The seller agency and the transaction brokerage. That's something that you want to be sure you have an understanding of how your realtor or real estate agent is going to be representing you. Are they going to be representing you as an agent? Sole agency is your seller's agent, or will they be operating as a transaction broker? There's, there are different levels of the service and the responsibilities that are provided to you. The highest level of service and responsibility is always going to be if you have that seller agency. Yes, and actually in this employment agreement, it actually lists out all of the duties of what uh, an agent must uh, offer to their client. And in this case, I'm going to skip over a few yep. pages, but... Um, Essentially, uh, the broker must exercise reasonable skill and care, uh, perform the terms of any written or oral agreement, present all offers to the seller, can't withhold any information from the seller. Um, And as a legal standard, you have to provide um, that information to your seller, even if you're under contract. If you're under contract on the home and it's sold, you keep getting offers, you have to disclose that to the seller. We got these other offers. Mm -hmm. Doesn't mean you can... Yep, yep. Drop it and take them. Yeah, you have backups. You have to disclose all <laughs> adverse material facts. I don't want to get too much in the weeds, but um, as a seller, to protect yourself, you're not likely going to get sued for anything that you disclose. Mm-hmm. So we always recommend our sellers over disclose, over disclose. Mm-hmm. As a as an agent to the seller, even though the seller hires us to represent their interests, if we yep. learn of something that's material we are also obligated to disclose that to the public. Mm-hmm. So um, if you sit down with your agent and they're going through this agreement with you, they should be telling you, they should be talking with you about disclosure. That you could actually be hired as a transaction broker, oh, yeah, yeah. which is basically just um, neutral Switzerland, your referee, you're just passing, sh- passing papers. papers information back and forth. Making sure everything gets signed that needs to be signed. Right. And you're, you don't have that higher level of care um, that's required. Advise. You can't advise. So if you have to ask your listing agent, what happens, Mr. Listing Agent, if you bring up, bring one of your buyers to the table and what happens then? Well, there's, a, there's, there's options in here in the employment agreement to make sure you agree with those options. Yeah, because your listing agent, if I was selling my home, I would want my listing agent to be my, or my seller's agent the entire time, no matter what, and treat the buyer like a customer Mm -hmm. with no duties required to that buyer. Or refer Um, the buyer to another agent for representation. And that's up to the seller, whatever they want to do with that. Um, But I would, 
personally, I would want my listing agent to only represent me yeah. 100% of the time. And be able to advise you. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Um, but that's a talk that you, that you need to have. Uh, on a side note, the listing agent should always disclose all of the available um, ways that they can represent you um, at the first meeting. Yeah. So before they even go through this That's another form. employment agreement, <laughs> yeah, they should sit down and say, you know, this is how we work in Colorado. You can hire me as a seller's agent to sell your home. You can hire me as a buyer's agent to buy your new home, or we can work as a transaction broker, which again is is, is passing papers, no mm-hmm. no uh, advice um, either way uh, for either side, or a customer, which you're not going to do if you're listing their home. A customer would be that's the lowest level of yeah, that would that would be if I was holding an open house for my seller and a buyer came in to the open house who was unrepresented, mm-hmm. um, immediately, uh, if they start communicating their motivations, interests to me, mm-hmm. I'm required by uh, the real estate commission, by all our rules, to immediately say, I represent the seller. So anything you tell me now, I'm, I'm going to tell my seller, mm-hmm. do you know, do you want representation? And that's how I would handle that. Yeah. But it's it's a good idea to just talk to um, the seller about all these things yeah. and ask them if they're okay. A lot of times, listing agents will will negotiate with their sellers and say, I'll do the, the deal at X percent as your listing agent, but if I bring the buyer, um, then I would treat the buyer as a customer uh, or a transaction broker, you, you would work that out with your seller, yeah. and then possibly, you know, do a different. Some agents do different commissions; some do the same. It's mm-hmm. a negotiation, um, and we're not saying any way is better uh, one way or the other. But it is it's it's what the seller just know wants what the options are. Yeah, it's what the seller wants. So going back to uh, what's on the form here, it just shows as as the seller's agent um, things that we're required to do. Um, advise the seller on any material uh, matters. Um, if we uh, keep the seller fully informed, um, what we will not do, we will not disclose any of the seller's motivations. Mm-hmm. Um, we won't tell people what the seller is willing to do on pricing or what they're willing to accept. Yeah. That you, as your, your agent cannot do that. There's no, I like to tell my agents, there's no water cooler talk. Okay. Right. If you're under agency with a client and you know, the listing agents in the same company, the buyer agents in the same company. Mm-hmm. There's no water cooler talk. You can't talk about um, motivations uh, if you're under agency. But this agreement will uh, cover uh, how much the listing agent is paid. Mm-hmm. This is an employment agreement, and it has yes. compensation attached. And normally, it's a percentage of the sale price. Mm-hmm. It doesn't have to be, um, but that's normally what's done. Any thoughts on any of this so far? Yeah, so it'll talk about uh, what the agent is going to get paid who lists your home. And then it'll also mention what percentage or amount that agent is then going to pay the buyer's agent to bring the buyer. Portion of the commission goes to the buyer agent. Portion of the commission goes to the listing agent. Mm -hmm. And it really is negotiable. But what I would like to mention is one of the things that kind of came in between here in Section 7.3 is the holdover period. Mm -hmm. And that's something that I think every seller should know what that means. That was put into the the listing agreement because in the past, um, unfortunately, the the agent who is selling the home would put together tons of marketing, put out information, spend time and money, bring the buyers, and then 
somehow the the buyer and the seller would connect and cut the agent mm -hmm. out of the deal. And mm -hmm. really that's unethical and immoral. There's a protection this. clause in here. <laughs> there's a protection clause in here to protect the agent in yeah. those cases. There's also to get paid for the work that they've done. That they've done. And they've all yeah, and they've there's also areas in the in the agreement that protect the seller. Mm -hmm. Um and as far as uh, you know, we have easy exit. I have an easy exit oh, yeah. listing agreement. So if the seller Very. doesn't want to, to work with me anymore, it's never happened. Knock on wood. Yeah. But if it does, I don't. I don't want to. I just would be that we have easy exit. Why would we push yeah. that any I'm further gonna, if it's not going to go well? I would never want to push anyone to work with me who didn't want to work with me. That's just the way I am. Mm -hmm. So we have easy exit. So there's things in here that also protect the seller. Right. Um, in that case, but if we are the procure, if the agent is the procuring cause. And brings that buyer. Mm -hmm. Yeah, they have. A, there's a holdover provision that protects the agent yeah. as well. So if you fire the agent, but then turn around in you know 30 or 60 days and sell it to somebody that the agent brought, you very well could end up paying the agent's commission. It's possible. Yeah, it's possible. So these are things to talk to your agent about. Yes. Okay, and, and just talk that out. Also, in the employment agreement, it's going to have the price mm -hmm. that uh, you agree on um if the if we move into a buyer's market again which we probably will over the next few years you know to some degree um even though we're seller's market now uh if the price changes you would actually go back and amend this form it, with your, your agent would do an amend with broker mm -hmm. form and amend the, the purchase price also too if if the property was listed for so many months and you needed to extend mm -hmm. uh, the listing agreement if the property was not under contract yet, then you could also uh, do an amend to um, amend this this employment agreement to extend mm -hmm. the listing yeah. uh, period. We haven't had to do that in years because our, our listing sells pretty quickly. Right. Um, but that's possible to do. So the, uh, the agent will bring hopefully lots of good market information. And then the seller determines the price. Absolutely. If 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 you're sitting down, yeah, and that's that's a great. So comment. my mine when I bring comment. this, I might have my seller's name and some templated information in here, but I never have a price in here. Right. It's always TBD. We talk about it at the appointment. Right. And if we're doing our job at a high level, by the time we present all the market information for the neighborhood and for that that uh, you know time period going back. Uh, over a few months, it's very obvious where mm -hmm. to price the home. If it doesn't jump out at you as a seller, keep interviewing agents yeah. because that piece, uh, the marketing piece, <laughs> phone's going off, that marketing piece is the most important. And of course, the, the price is a huge part of the marketing, obviously. So I, others, I can't find my phone. Your phone's going off and you can't find it. That's funny. Um, so with some other things... Uh, that are in the employment <laughs> agreement are deal, are going to deal with earnest money. How much earnest money are you going to ask for from mm -hmm. a prospective buyer when they submit an offer? And you know, there's no hard and fast rule for earnest money. It you know, we've seen one percent of, of the value of the home is common, but I don't want to say anything's common because yeah. because even if you put an earnest money amount in the MLS, I mean, it's not a it's not a requirement. It's not a requirement, right? That it be a certain amount. 
So in the agreement, also it'll have inclusions, exclusions, what you're going to include with the sale, what you're going to keep. Mm -hmm. uh, we want to make sure all that is done absolutely perfectly. Accurately. <laughs> you don't want to get to the closing and the buyer and the, you know, the contract was written a certain way. And just because you have inclusions and exclusions in here in the employment agreement, yeah. it doesn't matter really because it only what only matters is what's in the, the contract the later. So it overrides everything in here. This is what yep. your agent should be going off of when they're putting those uh, pieces of information in the MLS, but it's not necessarily what the final deal will be. Right. What's in the contract overrides everything. So, um, but anyway, that but it has all of the stuff in here, for what to include for mm -hmm. personal property, what to exclude with fixtures, and it has information here on. Uh, title, how, mm -hmm. what type of uh, deed you're going to offer, and your agent can help you determine that. Mm -hmm. um, it has listed here any uh, loans or second, first, li first liens, second liens, any home equity lines of credit would be listed here, and your agent should be asking you for this information, mm -hmm. the current balance, uh, if you have that. Um, any HOA assessments would go in here, mm -hmm. uh, so if you, have, if you know your monthly HOA, you would give that to your agent. Um, possession. So we just put in our agreement as agreed upon with buyer and seller. Yeah. That could be negotiable. Things change. Because you time. never know what's going to ultimately happen. Right. Keep going down through the form. It, it gives a few of the seller obligations uh, as far as disclosures that Colorado law requires. So it's a very, it's pretty helpful because you don't want to as a seller, you don't want to not follow certain federal rules for disclosures, right. including carbon monoxide and lead-based paint and things like that. Any material defects, like we talked about earlier, yeah. the property. Yeah, so your agent should be able to talk you through all of these things that that you as the seller should do to protect yourself. Mm -hmm. And it usually means disclose, yep. basically. Uh, talks about, uh, we, talked, we referenced our easy exit agreement before. It spells that out in here a little bit. Um, uh, but your broker also has a right to cancel the agreement as well. Yeah. So, um, you know, if the broker has a right to walk away from the employment agreement, I think the seller should too. I think that's yeah. fair. And yeah. I mean, it hasn't happened to me uh, personally. I haven't had either of those happen, but we always but, talk about it. Yeah, but I think I think no that surprising. it should always be a win-win. Yeah. It really should. And uh, the parties, you know, the seller, listing agent, if it doesn't work out, it doesn't work out. Forfeiture of payments... Uh, this is when a, if a, well, actually, what is this? Okay, so here's a thing that might change for 2017 with the contracts, but I don't know. Yeah. If a buyer forfeits or if a buyer cancels the contract and it's not on something valid in the contract, mm -hmm. in other words, it's the day of closing or the day before closing, yeah. and the buyer walks away from the deal, and it's like, say it's on a conventional loan, and they're in violation of the contract, mm -hmm. they're in breach of the contract, the seller would get the earnest money from the right. buyer. But but the way the agreement in the Colorado forms is now is that it, that money would be split between the listing agent for their marketing expenses mm -hmm. up to that point and the seller. But that's something that, again, that could be negotiable that yep. you could talk about with your listing agent. Um, very rarely does that ever, I don't think that's ever happened to me either. Yeah. So, you know, but, but there's, you know, a lot of stuff in here that uh, you know it's in here because it happened before mm -hmm. <laughs> at some point. Um, 
Before we jump down to, I see an area highlighted, I want to mention that um, number 24, the non-discrimination, that it says that the parties agree not to discriminate unlawfully against any prospective buyers because of race, creed, color, sex, sexual orientation, marital status, fam familial status, physical or mental disability, handicap, religion, national origin, or ancestry of such person. And that is extremely important to know in yeah. marketing and in the communication. Right. And it has to be, it has to, you have to be really careful. We have to be really careful. Mm -hmm. We can't say certain things mm -hmm. in the marketing. And right. if we do, I mean, that just. So if just, you ask your agent to say some of those things and they say, Ooh, we can't, we can't do that. It's protecting you. Yeah. And just know the Colorado rules for discrimination uh, are even more stringent than the federal. Mm -hmm. And so whichever rules are more stringent, those are the rules that we have to follow mm -hmm. as agents in our marketing. And so um, the agent should be aware of those rules. They're supposed to be trained on them when they get their license. Yeah. But sometimes when you start putting out uh, marketing materials, you know, sometimes the agents forget yeah. about those things. They have to be really careful. Um, okay, that was great. Thanks for bringing that up. Um, and, you know, that's those are the highlights. Those are the highlights. Anything else is going to be very specific to your transaction and... Of course, you should uh, ask your agent if you have any questions. I like to provide this at my listing consult and give people time to read and ask me any questions before they mm -hmm. sign. Um, I'll send it to them electronically to sign usually in this environment. But I always sure. want to give them time to, to do any follow-up and make sure they're comfortable with it. Yeah, whenever we do a consult, we leave everything with the seller mm -hmm. and so they can read it, review it. Some folks are perfectly happy with the, descript the, yeah. the description we give, but other folks want to read every line. So we want to, we usually will leave all of these. And again, this is just one agreement. There's lots of other disclosures um, that, that we could talk about in other videos, but. Um, yeah, so look for those down the road. Look for those down the road. <laughs> Thank you so much and happy holidays from Peak Realty. My name is Keelan McKamey. Jen Allen. Jen Allen, and we are, <laughs> <laughs> we are, uh, so glad that you, uh, if you watch the video all the way through, we know that you're either probably going to sell or you're really interested in this material. Maybe this you want to be a realtor. Maybe Who knows? Yeah. <laughs> but uh, thanks for sticking with us and uh, make it a great rest of your week and a great rest of your year. Thanks.